Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano, and here we are about to wave 2021 goodbye soon. So, you know, now it's reflection time. It's the race to get it all done so you can exhale time. But this year, you can do your end of year race a little differently. You can do it in a way that makes it easier for you every year after. Yes, that's right. You can create an end of year system. So the end of year system is similar to the post-launch debrief, right? Like the year you're building the system is the toughest. You make the spreadsheet of what needs to be done, what numbers you're tracking, you list out what goals you set and the progress you've made. All of that mapping out happens. But once you are working in the system, the subsequent years become easier. When your system is handling the bulk of tasks, you get to tidy up, look at the data, reflect and remark like where you can improve, and you get to set new goals that are data-informed. Today, we are talking creating an end-of-year system. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business. The actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. So, you know what's cool about tracking? When I say things like, this year I pulled back to move forward. I can actually hold myself accountable to that. You know, so this is very true for me. I took some time this year to absorb my experiences, to set new goals and ways of working that align with my core values. I took time to rest and to process so that I could create my next steps. And because I track my numbers and I have a system to check on the real status of my business any day I want, I know where I'm at compared to last year. And it's pretty awesome like to see what I can do if I push myself and what I can do if I coast. And I receive so much more in time with my family and slowly stirring my ship in a new direction. And because I plan, I map out what I can make and the pace at which I can do that. And this wasn't always the case. I mean, (laughs) even last year, it was like a total free-for-all with COVID emergencies. I wasn't able to pace myself at all. But this brings me back to the system. You review at your year end and then make changes for the year ahead. Knowing your numbers is good intel on your pricing, on your planning, and what you should be thinking about going forward. And, you know, there is no shame in numbers. Like, let's just talk about this, people. Like, do not bury your head in the sand. Do not toss the envelope into the pile and never open it. This is the long game. Look at where you're at now and be thoughtful about how to move in a direction to get you where you want to be. You know, how you feel about what you see is something you can control. 
let the numbers just be what they are. <laughs> you know, let them guide you where you want to go. Uh, do not apply emotion to the numbers. The size of the number does not equate your worth. All right. So how I track my numbers. I use Bench, which is an online accounting service. And this has been a game changer in my business. You know, it's really made a huge impact. Before I worked with Bench Accounting, I kept track of my expenses on spreadsheets. You know, I manually listed my invoices and hobbled together my expenses for tax time. And I literally took a week out of my life, you know, pulling the invoices together and going through emails and looking at credit card or, you know, statements for expenses. You know, it was a total schlocky way to work. So when I started with Bench, I actually hired them to go backwards and do the books for the whole year before too. And, you know, really my taxes were never so easy. You know, with Bench, you get all of your business finances into their customized software. So you can see at a glance, you know, the state of all of your connected accounts. And you can also pull reports, which at first I thought like, I'm so small time, I'll never need to use this. But as I grew and I bought business insurance, the insurance company requested a P&L report, profits and losses report. So I had a download of a PDF in minutes to submit to my insurance company with the application. So, you know, just by having access to these reports. So, you know, you see what I mean about, you know, stepping up to growth, right? So with Bench, I have my own bookkeeper who reconciles my accounts each month. I can talk to her. I can send her notes. And then my tax accountant has access to download a report with everything that she needs and all the expenses are categorized. So it is some of the best money I spend all year. And I just want to make a note too that I'm dropping a link in the show notes or Bench, it's my affiliate link, and they will give you two free months of doing your books if you use the link. So, you know, the end of the year is a good time to start thinking about, you know, finance and your books if you're ready to release that responsibility. It only takes a few minutes to get yourself set up. And if you do it now, you can track for the current year and be set for the years to come, you know, and that is the benefit of having a system. All right. So while we're talking about finances, I want to touch on revenue planning. You know, it's natural for us to want to do this as the year wraps up. And, you know, we've analyzed, you know, what we've made for the current year, right? It's let's go look at everything. So I see with so many business owners, though, that they are not creating incremental revenue goals and pathways to reach them. And, you know, when you plan for your year with these big milestones, like I want to make six figures, for example, there is no path, right? It's nice to say, but you must break it down. How are you reaching this number? You know, start and create a halfway point. Pick your number, choose the halfway point. Now there are three numbers, right? The beginning, the middle, and the end. And then you can realistically fill in between that start and the middle so that you know, like, how much do you have to sell in the first six months, month by month, to reach your middle goal? And then you do the same for the second half of the year. And, you know, this is also a good time to take a look at your pricing and create a pathway to reach your goal. You know, let's just say your product is $100. You know, then you have to sell 1,000 products to reach 100,000. So, you know, keep breaking that down until you reach how much you have to sell monthly and weekly. And, you know, that's the first goal you strive towards. 
How do I market myself and my product or service to meet that first weekly goal? Then how do I stay consistent with that number and build, right? So you have to take this one step at a time. You know, it is just so much easier to visualize achieving the small goals along the way than one giant number for the whole entire year. So when you map out your goals and what you can earn, you know, based on your product pricing, (laughs) it can be really eye-opening. You know, you realistically start to understand where your product and your pricing decisions have placed you. You know, I have spoken with so many business owners who don't run the numbers on their course. You know, they've arbitrarily chosen a price and now they see the reality of what has to be sold to meet their goals. You know, and I'm not saying like go out and charge $2,000 so that you can make money, you know, but look at your offerings as a whole, you know, always go back to your customer journey, you know, so if your starting price is $97, well, where do they go after that so that they stay in your world and you increase revenue without the cost of acquiring a new customer? You know, this revenue planning system, obviously it's super important. And once you set it up, you can and you should reference it regularly. And, you know, that's not to obsess over it, but to help you answer questions in your business. You know, things like, can I afford to bring someone on to help? You know, or, you know, can I join a program that's going to support my growth? Your own data and knowing where you're at and where you need to go to, you know, that can support the invest in yourself or business decisions. So once you create this revenue plan, apply it to your different products and your different revenue streams in your business. All right, so on away from finance, right? Okay, (laughs) so, you know, a few more items we're gonna systematize for the year. All right, this next one, it can feel like a doozy, but you need to do this and you can do this. You know, are you planning out your promotional calendar? What is on the list for the year? What are the key sales times for your products or services? You know, mark those in to your calendar and then book in some pre-promotion time. Like, what do you need to be doing to create a runway for your offer? All right, this is it. This is the kick in the ass. You know, start this now. Literally print out some calendar pages or get like a paper planner so you can write these dates out. You know, put them in writing. Knowing your yearly calendar will help you get better next year by duplicating what you do. You know, and as you build each launch or promotion out, write all the dates on the calendar, write when you send emails, write when X happens, write when Y happens. This is, you know, the cadence that you're building. And I do this for all of my private clients. I have a calendar with, um, all of the dates written for each client. Upcoming, we know what's upcoming and we know exactly when everything's taking place. Then in your post-launch download, you can have specifics for content in a spreadsheet or on Trello. You know, you can, you know, you don't have to put that on your calendar. Things like the email subject lines and, you know, tracking open rates. That can go in a spreadsheet or on Trello. But Being able to see the entire span of time and when things happen is really important. And, um, you know, you'll be able to discuss if you need to start sooner or if you have room to add more in without overwhelming your audience. You know, you can take it all one step at a time. 
And, you know, the best thing about the calendar system is that you save it for next year. Each time you launch your signature program, fill in the dates plus any additions right away. And like half your work is done for you because you are reusing the timing. You know, this is one of the steps that really leads to so much less stress in your day-to-day. Like there's a calming effect. Look ahead, see what you need to prep, take it day by day when you're in it. And I would be remiss not to mention as well, book in your downtime. Book it into your calendar. When are you taking vacations? When are you taking off for holidays? When is your break as well? And add that to the promotional calendar too. So, you know, as you're working with things, get your ideas laid out on the whole. Build out your funnel, right? How are people finding you? Where are you leading them? What is the call to action? What assets do you need to create? You know, if you answer these questions, you can fill in your calendar, on the spaces on your calendar, based off of how much time there is on your promotional timeline. So for instance, you may start a promotion, you may start it now to get people signed up on your list. You know, build out a series of emails to give them value. So you're sending them X amount of emails with so much space in between. And then you're leading them to your best content, things like that. So at this point, you've built up a relationship and, you know, they are accepting of you when you're sending your on-sale promotion emails and social ads. They're warmed up already. So, you know, that takes time and build that all out and plot it all out on the calendar. So when things start and how long they should be running all needs to go on your promotional calendar. So at a glance, you know what's happening in any area of your business. And again, I am predicting that digital is going to continue to grow in the coming year. You know, it's really made our lives so much easier and the world so much smaller in many ways. But there are things that we relied on, like Facebook ads, that have taken a big turn this year. They're a lot less predictable and more expensive and frankly, like less user-friendly than they've been in the past. So, you know, I'm just putting a little caveat in here. If you want results, you know, you need to hire a Facebook ads expert who is in ads every day, you know? So with that being said, as you're um, building your promotional calendar out, you've got to look at what's part of your promotional stack for your brand upcoming. So start thinking about this as you plan, you know, where do you want to show up and what do you need to be successful there? So if Facebook ads aren't in your scope, hiring an expert isn't part of your plan, maybe you're going to grow a Facebook group. What tools do you need? What new trainings or influences do you really need to leverage what you do there? You know, planning out your promotional stack lets you keep an eye on what you really need so that you can best prepare yourself. All right, what else? What else is on your plate for the year's end? Content planning, maybe? You know, have you been creating some type of consistent content for your brand? And like this one is for me, folks, always. Like, even though I already create weekly content, I still have room to improve visibility. And that's my personal focus. So, you know, the first thing I have to drill home when it comes to content is consistency. Creating consistent content 
will help you in so many ways. You know, it gives you a platform, whether it's a newsletter, social media, or a podcast, you know, and it allows you to consistently show up and talk about the themes in your business. You know, and I know what you're thinking, like, how am I going to get consistent? Like, I've got so much shit on my plate and there doesn't seem to be any space. So where can I fit it in? Well, priorities, right? You know, how are you going to draw your audience in? Like, think about it. It's through content. Content can look so many ways. It could be a monthly webinar, weekly Facebook Live, daily social post, whatever it is, there has to be a message of your work that you are sharing so that you can draw people in. And this goes, whether you're an e-commerce shop owner or a health coach, you know, it's your message, your brand voice that pulls people in. So putting yourself out there through consistent content allows you to build that audience. All right, so here's the quick and dirty end plan, end of year plan, end of year system on how to get your content act together. All right, first, you're gonna invest in making pillar content. Okay, so go back and listen to episodes 23 and 24 where I talk about content. And then you're gonna create a system for repurposing it. And I talk about repurposing in episode 13. So check those out. First step though, is to pull out a piece of paper. Write out the main themes that pertain to your business. You know, you should have a few main themes that you talk about in your business. As a health coach, you might talk about nutrition and eating or exercise and mindset overall. You know, as a realtor, you might talk about home listings and your local community and buyer-seller info that educates. These are your content pillars. Keep your eyes just focused. The more you stay within your pillars, the more your audience will know what you do through content reinforcement. If you only talk about these three things, people will know what you do, okay? So next step, take a half an hour of time and jot down 20 or so of these ideas that you can talk, write, muse about, you know, that fall under the content pillars of your business. And this is a total stream of consciousness brainstorm here. You know, write what comes to you. Think about what your audience needs to know, you know, as we round out the year, right? Or as we start next year. Do you have a promotion coming up that you want to lead them through? Write content that supports that. Okay. So the next step is to map out the actual time frame, right? So let's say we're going to start with the first 90 days of the year at this point. You know, you are mapping out week by week. Choose a content idea for each week and think about how you repurpose that content in other ways. No, it's really the same content reinterpreted and posted elsewhere. And now you've got a mini content plan. Hold yourself accountable and create it. And if you want this to be the smoothest experience, you can batch create your content. So sit down and execute five, eight, 10 ideas at a time. And it's really such a valuable approach as the ideas are gonna spin off each other. And you'll be able to think about where to stop one and where to start another piece of content. So, you know, there's no need to clobber your audience with thoughts, you know, and you'll really get into a groove of writing as well. So you're gonna start to flow. So these are valuable concepts that when applied methodically, are gonna allow your people to find you, you know, for them to know who you are and what you offer and for you to promote yourself without turning into a crazed lunatic all over social media. 
So figure out what social platform you like best as well. You know, figure out how to share your content and market your offers there. Forget about everything else. Nail down one place where your audience is and that you enjoy using. And understanding how things work, you know, that takes time. So the more you hone in on that one social platform, the better you get and the better results you're going to get. And this will also make expanding easier when you're ready. All right. So thinking in systems rather than tasks, it's going to help you in your long game. You know, the first year, any system is tough. But once you have things set, you are free to use what you like. Tweak what you need and enter new ideas or just like keep your plate spinning up there. So having systems for things, you know, it really brings about a freedom of thought, right? You free up more space for creative thought rather than thinking about how am I going to organize this again? So now I'm going to challenge you to bring in one new end of year system to your business. Get it started. It doesn't have to be perfect, and in fact, it probably won't be, but get it in place anyway. Then you can take some time off for the holidays and know that you have ended your year strong and revel in all that you have done. So exhale, enjoy your family and friends. You know, isn't this what we do all of this for, right? All right, guys, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.